Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Scratching the Surface podcast. I am your host, Austin Douglas. And here on Scratching the Surface, we talk all things green industry, arbor culture, entrepreneurship, business, and life. We talk about it all. And today, we're specifically going to talk about a few things. But the main thing that's on my mind is I had one of the most epic poison ivy removal jobs that I've ever done. And I think I talked about this before in the podcast. Um, in regards to, I was doing a job for a county, Washtenaw County specifically, and it was a crazy removal off a house. <laughs> crazy. Um, you might be seeing, if you're in Michigan, you might be seeing some ads being played right now where I'm actually sharing that to kind of raise awareness for our company and hopefully stir up some more calls. But, you know, before we dive into that, I just want to say um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here and, and hearing what I have to say. Hopefully it's a value to you. That's the goal is just to provide value. And, you know, if I can provide some more value, I want to give you a discount code uh, for AM Leonard. AM Leonard is a landscaping supply company. So whether you need shovels, rakes, pitchforks, pruners, loppers, um, cabling systems, Cobra cabling systems, whether you want to buy an air spade, you know, whatever. They sell all kinds of stuff. I highly recommend their products. I use their products. I have a tons of their products. Um, I actually, I personally just ordered a, a silky handsaw from them just the other day. And on this epic removal, I used a, uh, I think it's an ARS, I think it's an ARS, ARS uh, extended lopper. So this thing is like four feet and then you can extend it out to seven feet, makes life way easier. So if you have a bunch of low branches you need to cut and you don't want to leave the ground, you don't want to use a ladder, you don't want it to climb, that is an epic way to do it, right? So you can use coupon code ITCHFREE. The link will be in the description below if you want to use that. It saves you 10% at checkout. So that can add up depending on what you buy. Um, other than that, all right, let's dive in. So this removal, okay, th this whole job was like super unique. And why was it unique? Well, first of all, it's my first job working for a county here in Michigan. So that was new. They, they had issues with, um, language in my contract. I think we discussed, we talked about that in a previous episode, but we hashed that out and basically, you know, everything worked out. And when I went out there to inspect this, I inspected this job and there was no leaves on the poison ivy whatsoever. It was just sticks. And when I inspected this job, what I inspected it at, I mean, it was going to be pretty simple. It's just remove as many, as many of the vines off this house as possible to paint a picture. Okay. Two sides of this house were pretty much completely engulfed in poison ivy. It was growing in the windows. It was growing under the siding, up to the soffit up and around the gutters and onto the roof. There were branches that were four feet to five feet long on the roof growing over top of the roof. It was engulfing this home, okay? And the county was helping this homeowner fix their home, which how kind of them, right? And so we were a part of the process to make it safer. I won't say safe, but safer for contractors to work in the area. So it was <laughs> a crazy job. Um, I'll try and include some pictures uh, in the little thumbnail for this if it's if I can. But um, it was it was wild. But when I went and looked at it, okay, this was in early mid-April, something like that. There was no leaves on it yet. It was just bare vines. And when you look at something that's bare vines, it is a lot different than when you're looking at something that has leaves. When it has leaves, it's there's a lot more material, first of all, and there's a lot more risk because these leaves are flapping in the wind. Right. And it's just, it's a totally different thing that I'm looking at in comparison to what I was looking at. 
And I explained this to um, the person I was dealing with at the county. I said, hey, this is, you know, this is a lot different just because there's there's leaves and there's this and there's that. And he understood. He said, I know this quote's old. He said, if you need to increase the price by four or five, six hundred bucks, you can. And it's like, wow, you just you told me that I can just add five hundred, six hundred dollars. He said, yeah. And I thought, okay, sweet. I'm totally going to do that, right? Well, then I got out there. We're on the site, right? Staring at this house full of poison ivy on both sides. It's up in the electrical. We had to get an electrician involved to disconnect the service line. So that way the service line would be on, away from where we were working so it could be safer, right? These are arboriculture practices, basically, that I've learned when I had to go um, study and take the ISA certified arborist exam. I'm trying to run my business off of those standards. Even though there's no standards for poison ivy remediation services, I'm trying to create my own, but as well as base them off of some standards that are ish international standards. And so we were going based off arboriculture standards with uh, electricity. And in this instance, it made sense and was safer to just disconnect the electricity. So the, the electricians roll up. Cool, right? They're there. And they were just going to disconnect it from the home. They weren't going to disconnect the line. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, hey, we, we need this away from here. Like, I need to work in this area safely. And they're looking at it like, okay. And right next to where the electricity enters the home, it's all poison ivy, which again is another reason why it's like, okay, you know, I need the electricians to disconnect this, but in order for them to disconnect this, they have to go into poison ivy. Like this is a, a strange, horrible situation, but they were like, okay. And the gentleman at the County, super kind man. Uh, he's like, Hey, do you guys want me to run and go get you like Tyvek suits for this? And at first they were like, no, you know, and he's like, come on, man. Like, it's not going to take me that long. I'll just go get them. It's just down the road. And you won't have to have poison ivy all over you. It won't be in your car, nothing like that. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. And so we were talking and I said, well, how, I mean, I can remove some of this, but I'm not going to remove those that are touching the lines or anything like that. And he's like, sure, man, that'll make my job easier. So we go through that. Okay. They disconnect the line. While they're doing that, I start on the other side where I can, that's away from the electricity. And I'm using that ARS extendable pruner I just talked about that I got from AM Leonard. I want to say they're like 170, $170, $175. But this tool saved me so much time, okay? Because I've done these removals before. And typically, it requires the use of a ladder. And when you're dealing with poison ivy on a ladder, sometimes you kind of have to like yank on vines to get them out of the house or off the house. Um, doing that on a ladder is not very safe. And this site, the access was not very good. So it was like, well, I don't want to use this pruner. I use this pruner for other things, but I should bring it because I think it'll save me time on the ladder. And sure enough, it did. It was fantastic. Um, this, this pruner in particular, it has like a, a feature where it locks on and holds. Okay. So you clip it and then it holds the branch. So that way you can hold it in the pruner lopper and move it to a location or put it in a trash bag. So that's what we did. We basically, we created like micro drop zones where I would drop the material. And then my other technician, he would place it into the trash bag. And you might be saying, well, why didn't you put it directly into the trash bag? Because it was easier if we added um, multiple branches on top so that way he could grab them, fold them up and throw them into uh, the trash bag all at the same time. But it was super efficient. Like I removed probably a good 
I don't know. Probably around 70%. Nah, I'm not, that's too much. Probably a good 40 to 50% of the poison ivy I removed with using this one tool. Not getting on a ladder, not risking anything, just simply clipping this stuff and bringing it down, clipping it and bringing it down. And it was, it was so simple and so easy. But this, <laughs> I, it, the, the, <laughs> this job was something else. Like I said, when I looked at it, it was just sticks. And when it's just sticks, it's a lot easier to envision what it's going to take up. You know, just from having leaves on it alone, I think it added probably a 40-gallon a contractor bag to the removal. So instead of two contractor bags, now we had three contractor bags. Well, three 40-gallon contractor bags in the back of my truck with all my gear takes up a lot of room. It's not fun to, to ride around with all that stuff, but it is what it is. And so we're going through this process and this project and we're, we're doing it. We're getting it, getting it done, you know, got the electric electrical area cleared first. So that way the homeowner could be hooked back up for electricity. And then we started working on the other areas. Um, in this particular instance, we could not remove 100% of the poison ivy without causing damage to the home. And what I mean by causing damage is stripping siding off. There were vines that were growing up underneath the siding and that was that's not what the county wanted. They didn't want us to remove siding, remove gutters, remove wood, remove soffit, just so that we could remove poison ivy because it would create more work for them. And so that's that was what they chose. They just said, hey, kill this stuff, remove what you can, and we'll just let that be. Okay, that's fine, right? So that's what we did. And it looks great. I sent pictures and I sent a video inspection to um, our contact at the county. He signed off on it, said it looks awesome, send me the invoice. And when I went to go send the invoice, I thought to myself, should I add that four to $600 that he talked about? And in that moment, I said, no, I shouldn't do that. And I didn't do that. I sent him what I quoted. And you might be saying, well, why, Austin? He told you that you could. And the honest truth is that I bid him, I bid that job correctly in my eyes. When I calculate the desired man hour rate that we want, which is right around $200 an hour, we hit that even with two technicians, even including drive time, we hit that number. And that to me is, that's what I need. I don't need more than that. That's, that's just being greedy. And if there ever is a moment in the future, because we have a, a three-year standing contract to be their Poison Ivy go-to people, if there ever is a moment where I do need to increase the quote because of unforeseen circumstances or whatever. I can go to that gentleman and be like, Hey, look, you know, I've, I've never increased the price on you. Remember that job you said I could, I never did it there, but in this one, here's the situation. This is why I need to, I think he'll be more understanding and be like, you know what, Austin, you're right. You've never, you've never done that. And so go ahead. If you need to do it, do it. I'd rather have that in the back pocket for a time when I really need it versus just doing it on the, the first go. You know what I mean? To me, it's it's more ethical and it's more relationship-based than it actually is transactional. If I wanted this to be a transaction, that's when I would say, okay, yeah, give me the extra 600 bucks, right? Cool. But I didn't view it that way. Like I said, I hit my man hour rate. I hit what we needed and I achieved the objective that they wanted. So everyone's happy. Why would I need to do more than that or go above and beyond as far as adding more money to that? Even though the scope of work slightly changed because there was more material, we still hit our numbers. 
And so that, that was the goal is just hit our numbers. And so we did, but it was a crazy epic removal. My technician, he, that was the first time he's ever done a green removal is how I refer to it. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> long days, long days. Um, it's the first time he's ever done a green removal in that aspect and seen that much poison ivy and seen what poison ivy can do to a home. If left untouched, poison ivy can completely take over a home with no problem. And it does it all the time. I can't tell you how many homes I've seen similar to this. And it's just, it is what it is. It's amazing. You know, last, last week, not this week, last week, I cut a vine that was two, two and a half stories tall growing up a house. It grew up behind the gutter on the siding and went all the way to the roof. And that's what it does. And that's what it can do. And it can just keep spreading and spreading and spreading. And it's, it's unreal, but it is what it is. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, that was one of the more epic removals that we've done as far as transformational on a house. You could visually see a major difference in, in the house before you couldn't really see the house because it was all poison ivy. When you walked up to the house and you saw the siding, there were poison ivy branches four feet extended from the house away from it. It was unreal. And you wonder, how do how do people let their homes get like this? Well, it's because, you know, they don't care. It just boils down to they don't care. And I know we're kind of nerding out on poison ivy in this specific job. But here's the thing, right? I, I want to share value with you. I want to be upfront with you. I want to be open with you. And that job in particular to remove that poison ivy was... Um, It took me and another guy three hours. And then we also had some drive time as well. And that day in particular, you know, we, we did some amazing numbers as far as revenue. I think we almost did $4,000 in a day, which is pretty good, but it's also what I expect from a technician is about $2,000 worth of revenue a day. So if I can hit 2000 and my technician can hit 2000, then, you know, we're hitting our numbers and we're doing what we need to do. Because you think if you can hit $2,000 a day times not quite 30 days, but say times 20 days, right? Now you're doing $40,000 a month. Now you, do, now you double that. Now you're doing $80,000 a month. $80,000 times five. Well, that's a $400,000 business with two people. You know, that's... That's pretty good numbers. I don't know too many people out there that are doing that much money with that few of people. And so, you know, I say all this because I know that the service is needed. If you're listening to this podcast, you know, you you probably have seen me on Instagram or maybe YouTube, maybe you watched, you know, the recent video of me and Keith Kalfas um, where he came out to my job site. And maybe you're curious about how to start offering these services. Well, down in the description of this, whether you're on Spotify, Apple, Google, there's going to be links. And those links will take you to the crash course where we have two options. Uh, Basically, the crash course is everything you need to know to get started um, doing this service and how to bid it, how to sell it, where to sell it, where to market it. Uh, I'm just starting this week to upload videos about property inspections and how to actually do the work and things like that. So that's, those are coming and it, 
It takes time to create the content, edit the content, and upload the content. Even though it might, you know, it might only be 10 minutes, but you can only upload such a big file. So it's it takes time. But we, I need a season basically to get the content and put it in the course. So there's two options, right? There's the you pay up front option for this course to learn how to offer these services. And it think, I think I have it priced at $597. And then there's the the month by month option, which is fifty seven dollars a month. You know, both options are great. It all depends on your cash flow and what you want to do. If you're really serious about it, you know, I highly recommend just going all in and purchasing it at five hundred ninety seven dollars. I just told you I did a thirteen hundred dollar job, and later that day we did about four thousand dollars. So five hundred ninety seven dollars to invest in a skill set and and knowing how to sell certain work that probably no one in your area is selling. You know, I think it's worth it. You know, my my closest competitor is selling franchises for like $26,000. So if you want to learn how to do this, you know, on the low end and start to actually go out there and put in the work, well, $597 or $57 a month is the the ticket to to start doing it. And it takes work. It's not like you can just immediately go out there and do this. You have to put in work in other aspects. You have to obtain your pesticide applicator license. You have to obtain the plant knowledge. You have to obtain the sales knowledge. You have to obtain all these things before you can even start to offer these services. You know, I was in training for two years with the former company, my competitor, before I was even in a truck by myself. And I see that. I, my technician, this will be a second season that he's been riding around in a truck with me. And, you know, he, he is ready. He's ready to go on his own. Now we just need the phone calls to come in. And so our, how it works with us, it's kind of like these waves where if we have, you know, a week or two of really good weather, people are working outside, they're working in their yards. And then all of a sudden we get a bunch of phone calls, but when you have crappy weather and it's rainy out and nasty, people don't call you because they're inside. They're not working on in their property. So I'm waiting on this next wave of phone calls to start putting on his schedule. So that way he can go out there solo and experience what it's like to do it solo without me there. And then he'll have his own jobs to go back to, which is even better because that's another learning experience. What you did, right? You see what you did and where you missed plants. Oh man, it's it's such a challenging, challenging profession. Every day is a challenge. Every property is different. That's the crazy part is that you do the exact same service at every property, but every property is different. The challenges are always different. So no matter what you're doing, even though it's the same thing, you're spraying water that contains a chemical on plant leaves, every property is different. Every property is a different challenge. And that's why I love it. I like challenges. I like I like puzzles. I like playing chess. I, I like challenges. And so if you like challenges, this might be a thing for you, you know, but check out the links down below. Okay. Um, I know it'll help you. You know, even if you just watch our pre-recorded, my pre-recorded webinar at the crash course for the crash course. You can find that at um, poisonivy-academy.com forward slash crash course. I believe it's a 15 or 20 minute video. And I basically like break down the crash course into 15 to 20 minutes. And the reality is, is within the crash course, there's probably over an hour or two of content just to teach you where to get started. Beyond that, like I said, I'm getting ready to upload a ton of content um, as far as property inspections, how to do the work, how to perform an inspection, how to actually physically do the applications, proper techniques, things like that. 
you know, we also have, I have to cover removals because that's a part of the business too. People want poison ivy removed and there's reasons to do it and there's reasons not to do it. And you need to know why. Okay. And you need to know how to bid these things. So I want to teach all these things to you. Okay. And I brought up, you know, my craziest removal ever because that was a huge removal. You know, I, my typical removal is around $175, 250 bucks, right around there. And it's pretty basic. You know, it's, it's not much. Like I think I have a $250 removal where I have to pull off like six vines off the side of a house. They're like six feet tall. It's not going to be anything crazy. Right. But it's 250 bucks. I'll probably make that $250 in less than 20 minutes. So I say this because, you know, if, if you're listening to this, you're probably interested whether you're interested in me personally and what I know and my education or whether you're interested in these services, you're probably interested. So I highly recommend that you check out the links down below and go check that out. Um, I know it can help you and it can help you serve other people at higher levels. So again, if you, if you desire to be, you know, somebody that's not just, you know, cutting grass or somebody that's not just laying mulch, say you want something that's more advanced that people actually care about more where you're not just a mow and blow guy, where you're not just replaceable, right? This is a, a service where people will thank you dearly. You know, that same day we went to a property and it was the first property that my technician with me went to. And when he walked into the poison ivy, I remember what he said. He said, you're about to walk into poison ivy, knowingly walk into poison ivy. He said, you're an idiot. He had some other choice words, but that's what he said. And that's what he thought. And I don't know that he thinks the same way right now, but going back to that property after we had been there and we did what we did, seeing the change within the property, he was like, holy crap, like this, this completely changed. It's like, yeah, it did. And then before we left, you know, we spoke with the homeowner. We said, Hey, we just want to let you know, like the amount of poison ivy that's here is tremendously reduced. Like what? maybe one to 3% of what you had previous. And all of those were seedlings because they had probably seven or eight massive seed producing vines on the property. And this homeowner, she, she put her hands together. Like she was praying. She said, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. She was so excited and happy and relieved to hear that because I believe she got, a really bad reaction and she had to get hospitalized. And so she was just so unbelievably grateful and thankful. And I know like that stuck in my technician's mind because he saw that, you know, he saw the impact that he made on a person. You know, I see it all the time. I've been seeing it for the last 10 years. And when I go back to clients consecutively, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where people are truly grateful for what we do. You know, it's, it's a weird profession. Not too many people do it. It takes a very special person to do this kind of work, but it's very, very rewarding. It's very rewarding. You almost have like a hero sense as far as, you know, what, what it feels like. So yeah, that, that pretty much sums up today's podcast. I it's, it's getting late. I'm going to go hang out with family. It's been a long day. I'm about to turn in. We got another long day tomorrow, another one after that. And then it's the weekend. So Hope you guys are doing well. You take care out there and God bless.